I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, political primary season kicked into high gear this week, starting in Ohio yesterday. Tim Ryan, the Ohio congressman, a Democrat, and J.D. Vance, Republican, author of Hillbilly Elegy, uh, will face off in November. Uh, there are some really, really interesting lessons coming out of Ohio in their primary election. And we want to explore in this section what clues there are in terms of how this election year is going to play out. So I want to start out with Tim Ryan. Tim Ryan, of course, uh, congressman, Democrat from Ohio. Remember, this is an open seat. Rob Portman is retiring uh, after a, a great stint in the United States Senate. A class act, a, a true gentleman in every sense of the word. Uh, someone who really understands what statesmanship is all about. And so it's an open seat. So that always creates interesting opportunities. Tim Ryan uh, from the House on the Democratic side, of course, had a brief run for president uh, last time around in the primaries there. Uh, but I want you to listen to a portion of his victory speech last night and contrast it to much of the messaging we've been hearing from President Biden and from other Democrats this week. Take a listen. And it's not about finding our differences. It's not about hate. Now I'm six foot four, an old football player. I'm telling you, we have to care about each other. We have to love each other. We have to care about each other. We have to see the best in each other. We have to forgive each other. We have to show some grace. And we have to put workers front and center in the economy in the United States of America. Not the next one. That's Congressman Tim Ryan, his victory speech as he becomes the Democratic nominee in Ohio for the United States Senate. Uh, and not what a lot of people expected from Tim Ryan, that this was not about hating on Republicans. This was not about attacking the previous administration and former President Trump. Uh, this was about, as he said, not finding differences, not clinging to hate, uh, that we have to care about each other, that we have to see the best in each other, forgive each other. Give each other some grace. Uh, all of that. So interesting. Uh, where much of what has been coming out of the left uh, side of the aisle has been very much about that harsher rhetoric, especially pointed at the last election cycle. Now flip the script. J.D. Vance won the Republican Senate primary in Ohio. Here's a portion of his victory speech. 
The question presented in this primary was, do we want to have a border that protects our citizens? Do we want to ship our jobs to China or keep them right here in America for American workers and the American people? Do we want a Republican Party that stands for the donors who write checks to the Club for Growth? Or do we want a Republican Party for the people right here in Ohio? Ladies and gentlemen, we just answered the question. J.D. Vance also thanked the former president for his late endorsement in this race. Thanks to the president for everything, for endorsing me. And I got to say, a lot of the fake news media out there, and, and, and there are some good ones in the back there. There's some bad ones, too, let's be honest. But they wanted to write a story that this campaign would be the death of Donald Trump's America First agenda. Ladies and gentlemen, it ain't the death of the America First agenda. So, J.D. Vance clearly leaned in to former President Donald Trump, his endorsement, his agenda. Uh, And so that's a fascinating thing. Then Tim Ryan, on the other hand, he actually went out of his way to say that President Biden wasn't going to play a big role as his campaign moves towards November. Will you invite President Biden to come campaign for you? Look, we welcome everybody's support, um, but I will be the face of this campaign. I don't think, you know, surrogates are going to play a huge role here. Uh, And I actually really like that about Tim Ryan, uh, that it's not about the endorsements. It's not about the surrogates. It's not about those who are swooping in to your state or into your district to try to sway uh, someone to, to vote for you. Uh, I think the the impact of those are usually nominal at best. They often lead to blunders and gaffes and things you have to walk back and explain. Uh, and so I applaud Tim Ryan, uh, the Democrat, for saying, hey, this is this is not about Washington. This is not about President Biden or his agenda. This is about me having a conversation with the people of Ohio. Uh, so I think that's just a really interesting thing. Uh, most people thought this race would have played out in just the opposite way. Uh, in terms of the connection to both President Biden and former President Trump. And so I think this is quite telling uh, and interesting in terms of where we are and and actually what comes up next. Uh, Also really interesting, uh, in Ohio, uh, the Democrats are really struggling. There's a a clear uh, energy gap there in Ohio, low turnout for the Democrats. You mentioned Ohio, and this is what Ohio looks like. Democratic turnout down 27% in their primary relative to 2018. On the Republican side, turnout up 28%. Uh, He also went on to talk about uh, kind of the the struggles the Democrats are having. And I I think this is interesting. This will also be interesting to see how this changes given what is coming out of the Supreme Court. Yeah, Ohio, Lindsay, as you know, has long been a political bellwether in this country. It's also a microcosm of the challenges facing Democrats. You know, Barack Obama won here twice, 2008, 2012. Then Donald Trump won uh, 2016 and 2020 by eight points both times. Uh, Democratic strategists have told me they are hemorrhaging support from white working class voters here, Lindsay. Uh, Democrat hasn't won statewide since 2006, with one exception, Senator Sherrod Brown, the Democratic senator, won re-election in 2018. And that's who Tim Ryan, the 10-term congressman from Niles, uh, is hoping to repl- replicate. 
ABC News contributor Sarah Isger, uh, who also writes for the Dispatch, uh, she spoke to us here on Inside Sources last month and talked about these pivot counties. And there's so many of these in Ohio, uh, and these have gone back and forth. And when I say pivot county, these these are those that maybe have went for President Obama in 08 and 12, and then went to Trump uh, and his campaign in 2016. Uh, and here's how she explained that. Interesting. 206 counties voted for Barack Obama in 08 and 12 and then voted for Donald Trump in 2016. And I was like, well, wait a second. That's not just a turnout issue, potentially. That looks like it could actually be a persuasion issue. And so then you head into 2020 and people like me are saying, well, what we're going to look for is these pivot counties. If Joe Biden can win them back, then he wins the presidency. And if Donald Trump holds on to them, he wins the presidency. And in fact, Donald Trump held on to nearly all of them and obviously did not win the presidency. So what does that mean? It means that there's something in between going on, that you're looking at states and these counties shifting from one party to another. The way that we saw, for instance, Southern states move from the Democratic Party to the Republican Party in the 70s and 80s, you know, at some point, Texas looks like a swing state, but it's not. It went from solid blue to solid red relatively quickly in the grand scheme of our politics. And so that is a problem for the Democratic Party, if that's in fact what's happening, because it means states like Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania that look like swing states right now may not be in just a few more cycles. And just to be the equal opportunity protection there, uh, Sarah also talked about this can also be a problem for Republicans. That there are states that Republicans, you know, think are swing states, Nevada, for instance, maybe even Georgia. Maybe those aren't swing as and they go back and forth. Maybe they're just heading in one direction and that direction is away from the Republican Party. Uh, I think that's really interesting. Uh, we talk about swing states and then we talk about shift states. And I think that's going to be one of the storylines that we're going to watch here in 2022 is are they swing and swinging back and forth, pivot, uh, or are they just trending? Are they just shifting a certain direction? And that is an issue, uh, as Sarah pointed out, not just in terms of turnout and enthusiasm, but in terms of messaging from the political parties. So to bring this full circle, to me, it's really interesting that you had uh, Representative Ryan uh, win the Democratic nomination in Ohio uh, and focus on things that really had nothing to do with the, the Biden administration and the way they're trying to frame things in terms of this being a, a battle against President Trump again. You had the Republican making it about President Trump again. Uh, so head scratchers all the way around uh, and really interesting. And the ramifications, of course, will be felt all over, especially as we look at that Senate that is divided 50-50 uh, and really holds the keys to President Biden's agenda moving from 2022 and beyond. All right, we'll step aside for one last commercial break. It is May the 4th. Can the 4th bring us a better democracy? Some lessons from Star Wars for our country coming up next. Don't miss it right here on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. 
Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.